A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. Short, very calm. Here we are in the Design to Change podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. So, um, Short Weikamp, if you haven't met him, he's a prolific uh, Dutch. Uh, well, royalty would always be the word after <laughs> it's King's Day in the events industry. But um, he's the owner and editor-in-chief of, uh, of one of the most famous uh, platforms in the Netherlands called eventbranche.nl and evenementenorganiseren.nl. Uh, he's also a very uh, prolific uh, uh, proponent and involved in the Graafschap, for those of you that are familiar <laughs> with some of the top football clubs across the planet. Um, Short is a dear friend from the events industry. Short, you're one of the first people that ever joined a masterclass that we did at the time. I remember in Nairode around event design and uh, the use of the event canvas. But Short, it's a delight to have you on the show. And we're going to talk about something very special today. Wow, and uh, let's talk about introductions because I will record this one and we'll use it everywhere I go from this moment on. <laughs> Fantastic. Short, um, as you know, in our new book, Design to Change, there's an opening page and the opening page has an illustration, but it also has a little sentence there that says, a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Love the question. Um, I was uh, I was raised in this industry like uh, 15 years ago by a, a Dutchman who's called Frank Wentink. And uh, he came out of a period that uh, uh, when uh, when a company or an organization went out for a dinner with all colleagues, that's what we then called probably event marketing or festivity and then using it as loyalty and bonding. But he gave me one sentence that I remembered the rest of my life. And he said, organizing live communication, events, experience marketing, whatever you want to call it, if you do it that good that uh, everything that surrounds your event just happens, even mistakes, even things that you didn't organize that well, uh, except for on the paper that you thought, wow, I had my proper event design, but something just went wrong or went a complete other direction. If you organize it that good, the chance within proper organization is probably the most powerful thing that can happen in the event. So getting back to your question, I think that our industry is about organizing um, and providing the utmost and the best context for live contact, for live communication, for meetings, for discussions, for bringing people together who otherwise would not be together. But then please give some room for the things that can happen. So I love, as you know, the event design, the canvas, but people have to understand that you have to use that one to probably also use everything that happens at the moment. Awesome. Thank you. Now, 
a lot of things have happened in the past uh, moments. For those of you that are listening to this podcast, uh, welcome. It is now the 3rd of May, 2022. So we never know short if people may listen to this, you know, on another planet, you know, 20 years from today. But in case that's the case, um, uh, I'd like to take this moment and take a look at giving space to events, right? Because you mm -hmm. have just been... Uh, part of an event that has been around for 12 years, I think it's an it's actually a live TV event that turned into yeah. a public event, and then COVID came, and all of a sudden, no, or at least the audience could no longer be part of this, and yeah. all sorts of things uh, happened. Um, and maybe that's something we can zoom in a little bit, but also with other experiences. The question I'd like to ask you, short, is um, what is currently on your horizon of change? Right. So if you're looking forward into the future, what's currently on your horizon of change? Well, my horizon of change, I, I also put it into a keynote because I want to do uh, some, uh, um, how do you say that, to, just to bring over the word. Because this, this period of time, coming out of two years of COVID and people said, okay, overnight we learned all the possibilities of digital and online. Yeah, most of us did, but the people that were already involved in the combination of digital and experience and life and, and everything we can use, they thought, oh, come on, this is here for like 20 years already. But we learned it overnight with a, a quantity and, and quantity is also very important. But then I think there's one more very important lesson, especially for our industry. And I would love to call our industry, it, it started off with the events industry. Then we went on to live communication and experience marketing, or in the States, they say experiential marketing. And I love, I love those terms, but I think um, our industry isn't even an industry. It's, it's about live contact. And if you do understand that live context, uh, contact starts with the customer service department up to the CEO meeting with the, the most important stakeholders, then everything in between is like an always on event. We're always using live communication, live contact to uh, strengthen our relationship, to change behavior, uh, to sell what isn't a, a dirty word. This is, this is one of the most important things. And that's why I'm also a strong believer in, in everything that has to do with return on investment. It's still, it's still a hurdle that we have to take together as an industry. Um, but but my the, the way I like to approach my keynotes, for instance, now is to make brands and organizations understand that if I go to, for instance, an event of one of the biggest sport brands in the world, and I decide because that's such a lovely experiential experience, and I oh wow yeah I want to buy the new shoe, and then when my shoe goes breaks down, like a car in two weeks, and then I call the exp the customer service department or even mail them and I have to go from one to another to the other that whole event that whole budget what you put in that one probably with the perfect event design canvas going on so it was a great event but still I was disappointed in the brand itself so if you do understand and that's why I love the term CEO being this the, the chief experience officer uh, that's it so so let's go for for the, 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 the highest level, what we can reach as, as an industry coming out of events and live communication, we have to teach the digital marketeers. We have to teach the customer departments. We have to teach the recruiters and the HR departments. So our world is at our feet. Uh, we have to prove with our neuroscience uh, research that, that what happens live is like your brain's investing in that message instead of just, 
just taking it in and then let's see what happens. Uh, so so I, I'm such a strong believer of life, even in this way, even a podcast, we can see each other, but the, the audio is still based on the fact that we see each other. That's a different yeah. way to communicate. And we frequently met in person, Short, right? So yeah. people that know each other and that are smiling at each other, I think the microphone can, can see or even feel that somehow, right? When it comes through yeah. just one of the senses in the ears of our auditors. Yeah. Um, and I like how you refer to it as an always-on event. I mean, life is an always-on event. You can't really switch it off, right? <laughs> That's it. Um, and so every experience counts towards the bigger goal. Yeah. Um, I'd like to zoom in for a moment to, uh, to something that, um, fascinatingly enough, you pointed out to me. Um, I used to watch this regularly when I lived in the Netherlands because for 12 years, um, uh, Dutch media has actually taken an event, a very historic event, and turned it into a very innovative format to bring it to the masses, literally. Yeah. Um, in this last edition, the 12th edition, just a quick recap, uh, and then I'll let you share the story. Um, but 2.3 million viewers uh, watched a live event that took place in a very small but extremely beautiful city, uh, if you may call that. Uh, I think it's officially a city. city it, of is, it is, it yeah. is. Of, of Doetinchem. <laughs> Um, which is in the east of the Netherlands, in the Achterhoek. Um, and <clears throat> live TV was produced, but for some reason, the audience that is normally part of this event um, was not able to be there live. So it was a staged production live in your city. Um, and you came up with an initiative, um, if I'm not mistaken, together with the organizers of this event, to kind of find new ways of combining audiences, not just... In, this, in the live TV production, but also actually on site. So tell us a little bit about about the production and what your role was in that. Yeah, uh, well, I, I am, so it's a city from uh, like 60K people. So it's 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 somewhere between a, a city and a, and a small village. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and there's that strong social connection still there. And uh, the mayor of the city uh, came across the people of the, uh, the broadcast company and the production company. And they said, okay, we think your city could be like the perfect surrounding for this year's team. Um, it, it is called the passion, by the way, the television event. I think that's the, that's the best word mm -hmm. uh, with, a, with a special note, Ruth, because people from the broadcasting company that understand that if you want to make impactful television, you have to do it on an event way, whatever that is. But mm -hmm. I love those people. So th this is like a real big production traveling around the Netherlands year by year surrounding yeah. the Easter story. So it's about the, the suffering of Jesus Christ. I think that's important to tell. Mm -hmm. um, the mayor of the city over here, um, he said, OK, I want to give something back to the people of our city. Uh, because of these two years. Uh, we are a city with even more pubs and restaurants than shops, for instance. So this is a real lively, social bonded city mm -hmm. and community. Um, and, and, and the special thing of this story, and I will get to the, to, the, to the details very soon, but the special thing was the first time this came into the media was when the project already was evolving like three months, but there was like a, an, an, an disclosure that you could not talk about it. It was okay. because it was media it's and they want, yeah, you know, they, they want to, uh, at, at the special date, they want to say, this is the city where the, the passion this year will be. So, but, but because of keeping it a secret, and this is, I think now we're getting into event and design and things like that. Some of the stakeholders 
weren't included in keeping it secret. So, uh, for instance, people with uh, restaurants or the pubs that have the terrace uh, outside, is terrace the right word? Sorry, yeah, Ruth, uh, with yeah. the, the chairs and the tables, yeah. Um, they had to put that in for the production. Uh, so they were angry from the first start. So they forgot to take the stakeholders within this design. Yeah, that's it. Um, so this was like the first period of this production was getting people smiling again and letting them know, come on, we, we're a country of 17 million people and approximately 3 million will view uh, at our own city for one and a half hours. So it's a special thing. Uh, and, and next to that, it's a beautiful story. If you're religious or not, there's some some very um, uh, w there's wisdom. There's wisdom inside this story. Um, and, and 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 maybe for the people listening, if you're not familiar yeah. with the passion as a concept, to me when I look at it, um, <clears throat> it is almost like a musical production, right? Because yeah. there's it's it's that some of the top performers in the country are cast into a stage that's literally the city. Mm -hmm. um, and the city becomes the decor of the actual event, right? And yeah. that story is a very modern version of what some people may know. And every year it's a different theme and a different story yeah. related to the destination that it's being hosted in. So it's, yeah. it also attracts a very kind of, um, it's a very new way of thinking about it. And what, what stood out to me, um, Sjoerd, not having seen the event for a couple of years now, when I was looking at the multimedia omni-channel approach to mm -hmm. You know whether it's on social media, Instagram stories, you know Facebook, YouTube, um, all the different channels, even radio involved in, yeah. you know the live storytelling, uh, but also the storytelling with um, visual descriptions on another radio channel. So it's it, it was really like a live production in all channel formats simultaneously. To me, you know, like some of the top kind of production quality um, elements that you would love to see at any event brought yeah. to your city right yeah you're totally right and and i think the most important decision the city made um with me being uh, external together with esther esther is the uh, the the director of the of the uh, city museum as well as the touristic department so mm -hmm. we were like a combination where culture and business came together and and in our first discussion with the mayor and and people from from uh, the local uh, uh, authorities we said okay if you think that you could give something back to the people in your city, um, that's not by showing this beautiful television production. Of course, for that moment, that's beautiful. And you're right, it's like a multimedia. It's such a smart event um, where every channel you can use is used. But we said, let's approach it like this is the beginning of an event strategy. So so let's let's see this television production as as the wind in the sails of our boat and let's let's really give something back so out of that um uh decision that first of all the decision was made in december already when the restrictions and the measurements surrounding COVID 19 were still there mm -hmm. they had to make the decision already because of the stage of television towers okay is it will be a low stage without audience and it was that that of course was very difficult uh the, the public opinion what's that what's that about we we can go to the pub to the restaurants to the football stadium again and we cannot see this big event in our own city so we we, we just changed it around it was a given fact and we designed a, a series of smaller events on the day of the broadcast uh, we call it sama kike it, it, it's dialect for let's watch together mm -hmm. and uh, all over the city uh, you had the the, uh, the 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 city centers in the different uh, parts of the city but also the churches some of the uh, the restaurants opened up and you could watch together 
uh, on a big screen with with the production like 100 meters uh, away from you. Uh, so that was a real success. And next to that, we also created a business event, uh, which uh, which had a, a Congress convention thing prior to the live broadcast. And we brought the government, so the so the people from the the Doetinchem government um, uh, local um, uh, politics. Sorry, I'm, I lost the word. Sorry, um, with with the uh, industry captains, the captains of industry from the biggest um, uh, companies in our city, and they came together and they discussed the, the agenda of the government for the coming year. And um, uh, the feedback that they got was so impressive that they already said, okay, this is also a beginning of a yearly based event coming back and back and back. And, and next to that route, and please stop me if I, if I go too far, but that, that all was on the day itself. But now we are going, and it will start at the 22nd of May with the first one. We created smaller events still in line with that television show that had uh, already 3 million uh, viewers. Yeah, because people watch afterwards as well. Eh? Mm -hmm. So so now we will go into the different, we have smaller villages within within our city. Um, and we will go with five or six events. We will go straightly to the people, um, having soup together, uh, more or less in terms of the story of uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the, the Last Supper. Um, and then we were going to talk about that area of the city. What's good over there and how can we make it better? Uh, and it's like a television event show, a discussion program that where people from the, the villages and the di different parts of Doetinchem talk about what's good and what, how we how you can make it better. And underneath that, we are now developing a social sponsor pot uh, where we are aiming for 100 companies to pay 500 euros. So that's a, that's an, a small budget for being social responsible. Hmm. And, and by giving that 500 euros, it means you say, okay, I do understand that the people that work for me live in this city. Let's make it better together. So at the end of those five side events, we have for each best idea coming out of that event, we have 10,000 euros to really develop that and to really give that back to the people. So now you're talking about a television program that really has impact in, in the neighborhoods and in the smaller villages within our city community. I'm sure I can't, I can't help but think that <clears throat> let's say the the impact of this very secretive event at first because nobody you know it's always a surprise which city will host the passion this year yeah now Doetinchem comes out in December last year as you mentioned and um, with all the COVID restrictions it was decided to not have a live audience on stage um, I really like this idea of having this really kind of almost like a tsunami-like impact of an event because three million people watching an event of a city of 60,000 people mm -hmm. is a big impact. But then again, if you have the rebellion of people that say, well, I can't open my terraces, why is there no live audience? Because that's what we've been missing for two years, right? Yeah. Uh, I can just imagine kind of the tensions around that event design, which is something that a lot of our you know people listening to this podcast they're involved with events across the planet and we're at different stages of reopening and you know we're ready to switch on and switch off events at mm -hmm. the at the whim of a, somebody's decision um this was very grassroots the way it mm -hmm. sounds and i know you are a prolific um Dutichem Mer. i don't know if i'm saying that right but, <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah um <clears throat> you you're born and raised there so you care about your community and now there's mm -hmm. this grassroots activity that's going on in your city Mm -hmm. um, 
I like how that tsunami first event really put the spotlight on it. But it, like you said, the event puts wind in the sails to then propel this boat forward and actually make other things happen. Yeah. Um, I have a specific question about the proximity of the viewings that you had, right? Because mm -hmm. Sam and Kikin was in different places that were indoors, as you say. Yeah. Was that inspired by sports in some way? I mean, we know that when large sports festivals take place and not everybody can go into the stadium, right? But people would go to pubs or have public viewings or across the planet when there's a high stakes game happening. Right? Yeah, yeah. How do you how do you see that? Was yeah, well, that inspired by that or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm a former pub owner myself with a, with a couple of friends, and um, we did like the European Championships football. Uh, in my feeling, and the story gets bigger as time passes on. But I thought that, like everybody from the city was at our pub during those matches. So so that's 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 more or less a traditional thing in the Netherlands. I think it's it's everywhere. Um, and we exactly approached it like that. So we said, okay, this could be like the European Championship final that we will not be in for years. So mm. let's come together. <laughs> um, but we have to be honest as well, uh, Ruud, this, this wasn't uh, bringing it, we're a city of 60, 70,000. It wasn't bringing together like at, uh, 50,000 people. Uh, this was uh, an opportunity for the people. If they wanted to go, they could go. If they wanted to watch it at home, please watch it at home. And and we we didn't push them too much, but we just provided them with the possibility. And then the biggest smile of that moment was when I was hosting myself the business event, one of the uh, hotel owners ran away because it was too busy and he had to help out. So that, that's like the <laughs> coolest thing that could ever happen. But people just came up and they and they watched together. So so for me, um, um, if, if you believe in the power of what we just started our discussion with of bringing people together of meeting up of of having uh even talking about this because this is of course it's it's a loaded uh not loaded sorry it's 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 a tough it's a tough television show it it, it is made musical-ish but it's still the, the story of course is is strong and has has some very um uh loaded it's loaded the word I, I, it's it's yeah. it's a, it's a tough story so yeah. people stayed at those venues and talked about and it's maybe too romantic they talked about life and yeah. then when the cameras came over and they asked people who showed uh, who watched the the show together mm -hmm. one of the people said wow this was like um bringing our community back to life we just mm -hmm. talked for one hour afterwards about how to uh, go back to the pubs because there's like that that people of course want to go back to to live and to events but there's still a, a big group as well that is that's very careful so so this has something very powerful in it yeah and in the strategy we even have more smaller side events to for different kinds of stakeholders especially for the people from the restaurants and the pubs we will create a, a Doetinchem version of the passion as well uh, where you could buy a, a, a table or a chair at the terraces of the, the pubs and the restaurants, and there will be an open air um, with a little bit more humor in it, um, a Doetinchem version of this story as well. So there's an, another um, a beautiful thing coming out of this this television broadcast. What it at the, at the at the end, it's it's just a television show, but now it's the motor of a of an event campaign, in my opinion. Yeah, I love how. <clears throat> I can't help but recall, you know, having watched on a television screen next to the main stadium, maybe a football game, right, where you mm -hmm. couldn't get the ticket, but yeah. you can almost sense the crowd cheering or yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, Ruth, at, at, because I was at that business event where 300 mm -hmm. people came together, also people from the broadcast company. That was that was also very cool to combine those people as well. And our mayor did a, a small word before the, uh, the broadcast and we watched it live with 300 people yeah. in the theater. Yeah. And then at the end of the show, people not only applauded, but they gave a standing ovation to a television program. <laughs> so that's also yeah, that's also a funny thing. You know, if you create an experience out of a television show, people react like it's like it's on their doorstep. So that's pretty cool. To me, this almost feels like um, one of the most, um, let's say, metaphorical transformations of what COVID, you know, as we transition from pandemic to endemic, but also going from full lockdown to reopening to the opportunity now of having live events again. It almost feels like the decision taken in December and April being kind of the pivot points, right? The changing point of being able to go back live. It's almost like this 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 show almost emulated all of those ele yeah. elements in, yeah. in its best way, right? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, excited and, and, and congratulate the team that has put this together uh, short. I think this is, um, this is this is quite an achievement for also a relatively small community to have such an impact, right? Yeah. And to see and, and not leave it at that, because I see now for Ascension Day on the 26th of May, there's another event here. You've mentioned the events on the 22nd of May that are happening. So you're, you're cascading, let's say this initial tsunami impact, big impact event yeah. that required an outside agent, right? Almost like an outside force that says, we will bring the passion show to your city. Mm -hmm. right? because it has a legacy of 12 years and now it comes to your city and you can build on that engine. Yeah. Next year it might go somewhere else, right? Can I ask, how do the previous 11 cities that have hosted the passion, has there been any contact between those uh, teams? How, how, how is that legacy carried from city to city or how, how yeah. do you intend to support future destinations that are hosting this yeah there, there was a there was a, a, a very short and straight lane uh, line between uh, our local government and Ruhrmond, the city from last year's uh, production mm -hmm. um i wasn't i wasn't that much involved with that and that came out of a first uh because being part of the dutch event industry i knew some people that were involved in this production so i just asked them and said okay what 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 did other cities do and it was more or less always about uh the media worth of course that that was something you have to wave your flag with three million three million viewers yeah okay that's fine that's great um, to justify the tax money being spent. that's it that's it yeah <laughs> that's it exactly and then some of the cities had like a tourist uh strategy and campaign coming out of the passion yeah. um but uh not to tap myself on the shoulder but the 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 people inside my local government straight away understood i think especially by what you just said coming out of that COVID period and we had like every detail that you could have for, uh, exactly from lockdown to opening up it was all inside this strategy uh, but the people from from Doetinchem, the, the the local government they took like the first step was the decision to say, okay, this is something, this is this is the beginning of something instead of, of this is where we work upwards to. Yeah. And and then the people from the broadcast company silently said, whoa, this is like the first time people use this show to really make impact in the in the afterward strategy communication path mm -hmm. that we will walk onto. Yeah. And they and they also said uh, if you do that first event in one of those villages or neighborhoods in your city, phone us and we will come over because this is also very strong PR for our television show. If you can yeah. if you can take that out. So yeah. that's like I'm I'm pretty uh, stolz. I'm pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Absolutely. And 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 surely you can be a takes 
a village. It takes a city to pull something like this off, right? So it's, it is a, <clears throat> a huge demonstration of the power of live events, uh, the power of uh, gathering people um, and having them in front of their TV sets, knowing that the event is two blocks away yeah. is also a very exciting thing that you can, um, that you can work with, right? I think um, uh, there's a lot of learnings in this. <clears throat> We're going to add to the liner notes of the onstage podcast some of the links. Uh, you may see some web websites in Dutch. Uh, just view some of the videos. You will you will certainly get a sense of of the vibe of what it is. I think to me, this uh, show the passion shows how innovation can happen in live events in live TV. Um, even in a time when you think everything has been invented already, um, things are renewed all the time, right? And I think yeah. that's exciting to see to see that can, in practice. Yeah. Can I add one remark on this story because? The, the, the most important thing for me personally, being like an event professional, uh, talking about live everywhere I come, um, in my opinion, the world during COVID made one thing very clear. You have on the one half, you have the people whining all day and using their own sending machine on social media just to whine, whine, whine. On the other hand, you have those people that are optimistic and they just want to come on, let's work on it. And in the middle, there are the people, depending on the weather, probably going from left to right, you know. Yeah. And if you saw this, this period of time with first off people saying, oh, what is this? And why have to we have, this is tax money and blah, blah, blah. And, and they're right, because you do have to explain. Those people are also stakeholders. If you use the tax money, they are probably the most important stakeholder because they finance this this event. Absolutely. But if you then see step by step, not only explaining, but showing and giving them the feeling because there was like a, a tour in the city while, while the people were building up and everybody was just looking, oh, what's going on? Over there? Oh, there's a famous Dutch guy, a famous Dutch woman. And especially that power, that changed opinion. We are always talking about, about uh, behavioral change if you yeah. do a proper live communication or experience uh, strategy. But you could also see the, the opinion changing with not only the people changing, but also, for instance, the, the media in our region that started off, of course, with, oh, that's that's not good for the restaurants. That's not good because two days they have to do their uh, terraces uh, back. And, and But you saw everything changing. So so there were people, uh, it, it gave a smile. What, what kind of ROI do you want that people um, uh, change their opinion? And, yeah. and sorry for this yeah. route, but being as a communication uh, science student that never finished it, his uh, final project about framing, yeah. th this is something I strongly believe in. Our frame closed up. So we are just looking for something that uh, says, okay, your opinion is right. And by everything you find on social media, your frame closes up more and more and more. And, and there's no space for other opinions, except for when you go to something that is such a strong experience, that is such a smart design, that you can really go through that wall of your own frame and you feel something that you do want to whine, but you end up smiling. And yeah. that's what events can do. Wow, wow. Power of transformation. Uh, sure, it. I think um, uh, people can sense your enthusiasm, but also I almost feel like what the radio talk show hosts did, you know, describing what he saw uh, in, in, in Radio 2, on national radio, right? On Channel 1, where you would have the live story and the song and dance happening. 
uh, and then you had the live television show and you had all of these side events and you had people watching it in their TV rooms and on YouTube and wherever all these things were happening. I'm very excited by it. We're going to add all of these links to the bottom of it. I have cool. a question for you, Short. Um, may we, one year from today, call you again? Yeah. Have a similar conversation and we'll look back at what the passion has done, not just the passion about the passion, but also your passion about live events industries, because we'd like to monitor the horizons of change. Yeah. And sometimes when we speak every day, we don't see the small increments of change. But if we take a year gap and then look back at our conversation today, we can actually see the delta between, you know, the, the 3rd of May 2022 and the 3rd of May or maybe two, three or four May, we'll see. Uh, 2023. So are you game to be part of that next podcast? For sure. And I do want to try and take over our mayor of the city as well, because this is exactly why I said, don't smile too early. This is a great start, but we have to, at the end of this strategy, at the end of this campaign or whatever you want to call it, you have to do your figures as well. It's and an let's infinite see. game, right? It you is. Keep it going. is. Yeah, yeah. You have to keep yeah. going. Yeah. Well, thank you, Short, for uh, indulging us in this story. Uh, we'll meet you backstage in just a moment. Um, cool. It was cool hanging out with you. Check out the links, the music, the content is absolutely fabulous. Um, and uh, we look forward to talking to you backstage in a moment. That's great. And also put in the link of the local football club because that's, a, that's a, the worst product you can have, but it's packed every week. So that's a proof of live communication and events as well. So go Over to the time, right? Successful or successful failures, it keeps going. Yeah. That's it. It's that's called it. De Graafschap, and we will not ask you to buchstabieren or spell it for you. You will find the link down in the comments. Thanks, dude. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.